Hello and welcome to the Damn Jam Podcast episode 4. In this episode, Jamar and I initially planned on talking about our predictions for 2015, but since to an unfortunate internet outage we had to postpone this, I hope to get back to this in a later week. But therefore I decided to talk about one thing I wanted to get out of my system for quite a while now, and that is actually my droid effect story. How I came to them, how it was being a part of the droid effect team, and why I ended things and why I think I had to leave. So that's it for this. Enjoy this week's episode. So before I'm going to actually start talking about my droid effect story, I wanted to make a few things clear. If I'm going to talk about negative about a certain person, I w just want you to keep one thing in mind. I am personally, if you know me in real life, a quite negative person, quite pessimistic. Because I got burned way too often in life, I got made promises, I got my hopes up and so on. And they always left me quite with some bad taste in my mouth. So I am more negative than I should be definitely more than I should be and keep this in mind if I talk a little bit negative because this person itself genuinely I think isn't a bad person but he definitely made some things I'm just not a big fan of and I also want to talk about it but let's not talk about too, about this right now too much and start with the story itself how did I become a part of the droid effect team let's start at the beginning it was I think February or March 2013 when I joined but Back before then, I did a little bit of posts on XDA. I was for a few weeks a part of iGeeksters.com, where I wrote, I think, like two or three articles. They was It was quite nice and so on. But I, I'm not sure if I did YouTube back then. I, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't, because YouTube was something that would have never happened if I would have been if I would have not been a part of the Droid Effect team. So this is definitely something I have to acknowledge. So what happened i wrote a few posts i was definitely more active back then on xda i was very heavy into the rom scene and so on and i wanted to wrote more write more about that and that's about the time when i saw armando ferreira post it was first a post and then i think a video on on google on youtube where he said he was planning to make a blog with brian healy and they wanted to change things with more genuine original content and not that new stuff. So, And if you know the Droid Effect site, which by now I have to admit is practically dead, and I will get a bit to more about that, you will know they had original content definitely. And that was a quite nice thing to have because in these days news just sell better and people who actually try to make not that news kind of stuff and try to make original articles. I, I think are something really hard to find these days. So keep this in mind. So they one thing they did, they offered to um, to regular listen uh, write um, readers. Sorry for that, readers to actually write in their articles and to get posted on the site. And this was something I was actually really interested in because I could share my opinion with a way higher amount of people because if I posted it on. XDA maybe 20 people saw it but this opened at least what I thought me the opportunity to get seen by a lot of more people so I wrote in a first article I sent it in and I think two or three days later or so it got published and I was really happy because it got actually a lot a lot of positive comments on that then I did another one I'm not really sure what it was one was about custom ROMs the power of custom ROMs I think was my first one then something about I'm not really sure, but it doesn't matter. So I made, in I think it was free in whole that I posted before being a part of that. And then one night, and I remember it quite good because I was on my break in my night shift and I was just um, looking through Google Plus and so on. And then I got a Google Hangout message. I think it was Armando Ferreira and not Brian Healy. And he asked me if I would maybe be interested to be a part of the Droid Effect team. And... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Armando and from, uh, getting a Hangout message, a personal one from someone with 100,000 plus YouTube viewers and with part of the Droid Effect was something really interesting for me. So I definitely said, yeah, let's get on a live Hangout and talk about that stuff. And back then we got into contact. I was on the live Hangout with Brian Healy and Armando Ferreira and he, 
we talked a little bit about what we had to do because the good thing on droid effect is and that is something i have to acknowledge they never put any strength you had no rules you could do what you want how often as you want because it was still a kind of hobby experience and nothing more and that was quite nice to see so they said to me hey what about if you like writing about that stuff maybe you want to earn also a little bit of money and he says something like you can earn up to a few couple hundreds dollars a month And I thought, wow, if I can get such a mess to read my articles and maybe even make money out of it, it would be a really awesome thing, really actually awesome thing. But it turned out it wasn't nearly close enough because I have to say in my one and a half years, about one and a half years on the droid effect, I maybe made $100 or maybe $150 in total. So keep this in mind if you see how much we talked about, a few couple of hundred dollars a month. So it didn't turn out like this as well. I'm not really sure why, because the site also didn't get a lot of the users or the viewers he had on his channel. And that is also one thing I am having a big gripe, because I wrote uh, a few couple of articles later than since I was already a part of the droid effect team and they still got a quite amount of good comments and so on and it, it made fun it was nice because i had way more interaction and i learned i, I got in contact with so many people on g plus just through this like maybe oh man my sorry for my bad bad memory but people like Vardan or Chris, Alex and a lot more people and I really don't want to name too many because I would forget too many and that's something I don't want to but right out of my brain these are just the three pretty important ones. Also Michael Frost who really supported me, he even donated money and also Jesse Owens and all those people I just think they had to be mentioned and I'm really really sorry if I forget a few really important ones. They are definitely way more and I will maybe even post them in the show notes because These are the people, which I will get to it later, that made made me continue keep doing this. Because otherwise I'm pretty sure I would have stopped. But I don't want to be too negative about it. So let's continue with the site itself. So back then, Brian Healy, Armando Ferreira, the site was quite new. And the new layout actually didn't get accepted that well. It was quite an odd thing to see because a lot of people still... Had we had a light theme and a dark theme, people complain about it and so on, and that was actually something that quite irritated me because, from what I knew, Armando was some kind of website, the designer and so on. And looking at the site, and I got a lot of messages on Hangouts and so on, people saying, "Man, he should know about that stuff. Why does the site ex- ex- for itself look so poor?" I I know now why, because he never really was that much into the whole stuff i think it was maybe the reason why he got me into the team because he thought if there's one more writer he has to write less because i think personally he realized pretty early that there is no money in the site we had ads but nobody clicked any of that or something like that it just wasn't the amount of money you could maybe make of it because the block I think there were a few reasons why the blog failed and I have to say it now before anyone is actually, because a few people back then already asked about it. I think the last article was made or written by Jamar the Boys, one of my really good friends and I will talk about that also later, in September 2014. That was the last post and now a few months later you could say the site is dead. And actually, Brian Healy contacted me a few days about that. And he said the site had to be renewed. We would have to pay more for the web space again. And he said, we won't do it because the site itself is pretty much dead already. He, because of his new job, and also I wanted to wish him all the good luck for his new job, just doesn't have the site for blogging anymore. And he also sold his camera and so on. And I can just completely understand his side of the things. Because also, I think he more than I was a little bit tricked into the whole thing. We got the promises from Amanda to get this site up running with a really bad YouTuber in the background or the back then not in the background because it was a part of the site. And I think Brian Healy as well on the start had quite a lot of expectations to get this thing rolling, not to make money out of it, but just to become more interactive with the people and just to get more 
into all that. And that was something I, because we said, he also said, once the site gets bigger, you maybe get review units and so on, and nothing of this ever happened. All the review units I got was by organizing them myself. So the site, sorry if I have to say it like that, but the site is that don't really expect anything new to come from the droid effect. And that's why I also think it's time now to tell the story because it doesn't really matter that much. But I think a lot of viewers, especially my listeners, my YouTube viewers and my Google followers know me from the droid effect because otherwise I wouldn't get have 1,000 followers, which isn't a big number, but still I wouldn't have those amount of numbers if not for Amanda Ferreira, if not for the droid effect. And I have to appreciate that and I definitely do. But you know me, I'm all about honesty. I'm all being about brutally honest. And that's why I have, I, I, I feel like I have to tell the story because I never told it before. I did talk a little bit about it with Jamar, but never in this amount of aspect. But because now I think having the podcast, I can take the time and talk about it because no one would watch a YouTube video talking about that or read an article about that. But if you're maybe a bit bored and want to hear the story actually behind it. And there's also one thing. So the site wasn't going as well. So not going too far with it. But at some point, Armando and also Brian Healy started doing YouTube videos. And he said to me, why won't you make YouTube videos? And I was never, I was always a camera shy guy I never wanted to be in front of the camera and even on my first videos I tried to avoid to being in front of the camera as long as possible because I just didn't feel comfortable so I did start YouTubing and actually my first device review which was the Toshiba Excite Pro is still to date in terms of revenue at least my second best video and in terms of views I think it's my like fourth best but okay when i say in terms of revenue it got 100 dollars in that in about two years so don't think there's really that much money into it if you are as small as i am so i did start youtube and i got quite i would almost say obsessed about it because i did a few custom rom reviews and that's where i think i got most of my first part of my three thousand the first thousand about so subscribers and that's why I got in contact with most of the people I am still now because most of them were big custom ROM fans. And I think now going a bit away on my personal YouTube channel from custom ROMs and so on, I see why things don't get off as well because I'm doing way more device reviews now, but Windows 8 device reviews and so on because these are the only ones I get from Dell. If I could make more Android device reviews, I definitely would, but I just don't have the resources and I can't justify spending the money because... Like I said, my second best device made $100. So that doesn't make up any costs. And I also have to remember what I spent on um, my gear already. Because right now on this um, podcast, you are listening to me talking into my Rode NT-USB. I explicitly bought for the podcast for some voice hangovers, uh, voiceovers and for the hangouts. So... I won't get that money back ever as I didn't for the camera and for the whole room I set up. But that's not something I want to complain about because if every hobby costs money and that's why I don't have a problem spending that money. I didn't get even in terms of money with from what I get got back on Amazon, on YouTube and with blogging. But that's not the issue. And I, I actually lost a little bit of track. But yeah, okay, let's get back to the part where I think the reason is why the droid effect failed. We had one big issue. We had this big, big person, which I mean Amanda Ferreira, and he had, he was well known on YouTube. He has a lot of followers on Google+. But the thing is, he was never, and this is one thing I have to complain and I have to address, he was never committed to the blog at all. I get it with Brian Healy, he was very busy and he made the best he could do with the limited time he has and I'm not blaming him at all because he wasn't the known person, he did his best. But Amando, with over 100k followers, with so many followers on Google+, one thing I have to complain, when he released a video on his personal channel, he never posted a blog on the droid effect. He, on, he only posted a few articles on the blog but everything he did on his personal channel, 
he never shared. He did share his videos on the site, on the banner, so people who visited the Droid Effect would see his videos. But people who actually followed him on his personal channel and on his, Droid, uh, on his Google Plus account never actually knew that how connected he was to the Droid Effect. But still, most of the people, even up to this day, um, get in contact, Droid Effect is Amanda Ferreira. And when he posted less and less stuff, which he didn't a lot anyways, the site just got that. Um, Brian Healy and I still didn't have any big names. We didn't get the views because he could post it. He could post the most lame stuff and I'm not complaining about his writing style. That's not a thing. But he would get comments. He would get views like crazy. But you could wrote... I'm not talking about me because I'm more like a person like Jamal the Boys. He writes so extremely intelligent, smart and articulated posts and he barely gets any recognition for that or any acknowledgement because his posts were really insightful, really great. But he almost got no comments. He almost got no feedback. But if the same article would have been written or promoted by um, Armando, it would have blown up for sure because the quality wasn't the issue. The quality, all the the issue always is exposure, and that's one thing I'm still struggling myself because getting exposed on YouTube as someone who is just not known for anything big is really really hard. And that's also one thing. And I'm seeing the part I wanted to talk about the droid effect itself isn't long enough, so I will combine just my YouTube story a little bit into it to get a bit more story out of it because. I actually thought to make this a bit more deep, but I just don't remember all the stuff I would like to talk about it. So let's combine my YouTube story as well into all that. Like I said, my exposure is the big issue. So if you combine this, because all the best videos I did was either a very rare device that just didn't get reviewed by any big site or I was one of the first, if not the first, like it was on the Xperia Z1, like it was on the Toshiba Excite Pro, the Sony Xperia Z3. Here I were one of the first and that and that got me views. But seeing now where I get devices a month after release, two months after release, or, or a pretty popular device, like a Nexus or something like that, I don't get any views. And for the last few months, I'm quite a lot struggling with my views because I think I didn't get a video that was worth actually doing it in terms of effort and time I spent into it for maybe like three months and these were two custom ROM reviews one was Lollipop on the Nexus 5, uh, on the OnePlus and Lollipop on the Nexus 7 these were quite okay they got about 20,000 views but ever since then I didn't get more than maybe a thousand views at best and usually three or four hundred, and that is what I would call my my core, my core viewers. I have about I would say three hundred of them, and like thirty to fifty that give me a like. So that's it for this. But let's get to the droid effect back. So we were pretty much on our own, Brian Healy, and with a little bit we did a few hangouts. They got quite well. It was really interesting and really something I liked a lot to doing, but with Brian Healy being as busy as he was and Armando not being as committed as I would have wished for him to be for a long time. We didn't make as much as I wanted to do because I wanted to initially do them at least weekly. We 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 got to the term that we would make them bi-weekly, which ended up being maybe every three months. So definitely not what I was wishing for because I really liked doing those, especially the public ones. And that's why I started my can't sleep hangouts after all but the thing is we got somehow i think yeah it was jamar he contacted i guess armando ferreira and brian healy and he wrote a couple of posts and at first article that was released under his name not being a part of the droid effect yet i read it and i said wow where did they find this pro because he must be a pro it is so written well and it's so nice to read and then we, then I heard something behind the scenes that he wants to be a part of the droid effect. And I was instantly hooked and I said, yes, we definitely have to get him. And it was me then pushing them to actually make it true because they were a bit hesitant and waited a bit. But I said, 
hey, if you want to be a part of the team, let's not waste a lot more time and just make it a member of the team. Which then happened, which was great. Then we made a hangout and I I talked to him the first time on on a personal basis, not just to over hangouts and so on. And I, I would say we clicked. I, I just connected with him. I really like his way of seeing things. He's not biased towards any system. He's very open to any kind of technology. And if it's some maybe of a company you don't like so much, but still a great product, he only sees the product. He doesn't see the company. Of course, he sees the company, but he doesn't take that into the consideration. And this is something that I like to see a lot because everyone usually is very biased. Armando especially, he still likes to bash on Apple. And Brian Healy also liked to talk bad about Apple as a company. And As much as I agree with being on bad terms with the company, I don't care about the company as long as it doesn't hurt me, as long as the product is good. Because there's another thing with OnePlus, for example. The product is great, and you could say, yeah, it doesn't bother me about the company if it doesn't hurt me, but in most terms it did in terms of uh, support because a lot of people had issues getting support from them. And this is something I would blame. And if this would happen with, for example, Apple, then I would have an issue with that. But as long as they release all the stuff and get the product support out of it, I don't have an issue because I'm personally, okay, I'm I'm not going to get an iPhone anytime soon because on a phone I have that very different needs and I would never try to even do this with my phone, what I'm doing on an, on an iOS phone. But I use my iPad Air 2 and I use it every day and I like it a lot. And I also have to admit, I don't do a lot of various stuff i do youtube i do browse with it i read pdfs a lot which is great for and i do some other stuff so right reading my rss feeds and so on so it's definitely not much i'm doing so why should i get a quite powerful android device that has its quirks no tablet layout and so on why should i use that if i can have the more limited but more tailored to me device which is the ipad uh, the apple ipad r2 But if you also follow my channel, I review a lot of Windows stuff. And I really, really like Windows as a platform and even quite like it as a tablet platform, even though the apps aren't there. But all the tablets I test so far with 10 inch and above are quite nice to use and all the ultrabooks and so on. And that's also one thing I would eventually maybe talk a little bit about is the Windows and macOS and so on because right now I'm for most of my blogging, most of my YouTubing and so on relying totally on my MacBook Pro. But it is a laptop after all and just not powerful. And if I render, for example, just my last video, it or, my, or the one previous to that was 15 minutes long and it rendered for almost two hours on Adobe Premiere. Okay, with Final Cut, it would have maybe rendered half an hour or so, but I wanted to get more quality out of it, so I raised the bitrate and did a few more things, and the MacBook Pro just doesn't have the power to get it because I would like to have this video rendered maybe half an hour or so, and not just wait for an hour because if the product itself later that isn't that good. But the good thing here on Adobe, and I know I'm getting quite off track, but since it is my podcast and I'm talking alone here, I can talk about anything I want and get off much off track as I want to. So the thing is, with Adobe Premiere, I can be so much more productive in terms of editing than I was ever with Final Cut. Because Final Cut, at least how I see it on Yosemite, had the issue that every time I click on the video to uh, to edit on it or change or cut, it always had to re-render. And if you know Yosemite or macOS in general, you have this, what is a, a time clock or sand clock on Windows. You have this spinning wheel. And once this spinning wheel is there, you can't do anything. So you have to wait. And I think like 80% of all my editing on Final Cut was looking at this tiny little wheel and it drove me crazy it was a hell it was a pain in the ass and i couldn't stand it anymore so i searched for alternatives i got back to cyberlink power director that i uh, used before on my windows device and in terms of performances was great but i couldn't use that really on my on my mac and on my projector on my desktop i also didn't want to use it because editing on a 110 inch screen just isn't as comfortable on the couch because you are way too comfy but just not effective so i searched for something and i tried adobe premiere 
And the first time I actually tried the first trial, like a year ago or one and a half years ago, I couldn't get anything. I couldn't cut. I couldn't do. I I just was completely overwhelmed. I gave it another spin with the trial, and this time, and also watching at least I would say five hours of YouTube tutorials i got the hang of it and if you see my videos i don't need a lot of complex editing i can get away with few really bare stuff i need to cut i need to paste i need to change the volume and so on and a few transitions and premiere doesn't offer me a lot of transitions and you maybe notice it my videos are way less i would say fashionable or nicely designed because i don't have the final cut transitions anymore adobe premiere itself on its basic doesn't offer me a lot if you want better transitions you have to pay for them and i i can't afford or i can't justify paying for a transition because my videos aren't nice looking they need to be working that's pretty much all i want so getting back to that we were i think at jama the boys so we clicked it was nice to see and with the droid effect going slower and slower over time and being apart for, I say, I would say one and a half, one year or so, I saw the site isn't going anywhere. It doesn't just give me the exposure I would like to have and so on. So I decided, I thought at least a lot about quitting. But because the only, the one issue I also had all the time on the droid effect was I felt obligated to write. No one ever told me, hey, you have to write an article every three days or every week or so. I was completely open and I could write whatever I wanted. But just being a part of a team, I felt like I had to fulfill my needs or my, 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 I'm not really sure how to call it, but the part as I have of a team, I have to fit that. And that's why I always felt a little bit of pressure and I'm a person that is working very bad when one's pressured. Maybe it's sometimes it is good and for some people they need pressure, but having this in the back, it always helped hold me back. Same was for the videos. So let me just quickly sum up my minds to get back on track. So yes, I felt obligated and that was a bigger pain. And that's why I fought a lot of times already quitting the site because also the one reason I was always guarded in contact, being a part of the Droid Effect, which is a site which is in some ways Amanda Ferreira, which I had a problem because I mentioned it all already earlier and I said I would maybe talk a little bit negative, but like I said, he never gave the commitment to the site. And that's one thing I was really pissed about. He only was looking for his take on it. He saw he didn't get it. And there was one, uh, one Google Plus comment I noticed when he made his Patreon start. Back then, of course, he never mentioned Droid Effect because Droid Effect was already a past for him. Some, some nice project he just abandoned. And once I saw this video, it felt so fake. It felt so wrong. And I I had a real issue with that. Because Patreon, I know it's very useful for a lot of people to get money and to maybe make a successful living out of it. But what he said there, he said he can't afford spending time on a video because he loses that money because he's he's self-employed, he, he's on his own. And the, the time he spends on a video, he loses out on being... Um, productive for his firm but I see it like this it's a hobby and a hobby takes time and you can't say if I spend time on my hobby I lose money because of course look at this let's be completely honest it is I am doing YouTube for about two years now I think yeah I'm not really that sure and I made in total and I know, oh, I know nobody ever talks about money and I made almost not even that like $1950 or so not even completely that in two years so if you take that and take it over the course I didn't make a lot of money and I'm fine I never complained about the money because of course yes I would like to make two or three hundred dollars constantly a month because with this I could afford to buy at least maybe two or three devices with that on a year to review and to have so just to be more up to date because I will be stuck on my Sony Xperia Z3 for at least a year or so because why should I 
justify spending more money on it if I don't have to. The device still does all it needs. But of course, being an Android fanboy, and not no, whoa, 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 I said Android fanboy. Being an Android user, I've Android fan, definitely not a fanboy because I hate fanboys, and I actually think about doing a podcast for that. But being an Android fan. I would definitely like to try every new device or at least once every two months or so on. But with the money I'm making on the YouTube channel, I just can't justify it. Of course, being a hardcore tech fan or tech geek, you would have no problem paying for that. But I'm someone who's not a multiple devices person. I have, I don't even have a second TV or so. I, I don't even have a TV. I have one projector and I use that. I have one set of uh, home theater and I use that. I don't have anything really twice in my house. I have one laptop, I have one PC and I have one tablet and one phone. The moment I get two of one thing, like for example, now with the Sony Xperia C3 and the OnePlus, I don't use... I don't use one. And in this case, it's the OnePlus. I don't use it. I did try to use it a bit, but I'm a one device of a kind person. But of course, I would like to try a lot. And the cool thing is Dell is the only company that regularly provides mobile devices. Of course, since they make mostly Windows devices, it are those are Windows devices. But right now, I can get pretty much... The moment I return one, I get a new one. And that is nice because I have always something to play with. And this is... This is my motivation why I started YouTube. I wanted to play with devices. Of course, I would like to play with a bigger variety. I would like to play with iOS. I would like to play with Windows Phone, Windows devices, with Android devices. But as long as I at least get something to play with. Because this week, I the, um, I, I returned the Dell Venue 11 and it didn't make it in time for the weekend for the new device and now I have three days without a new device and I almost feel bored and it's not just that why I'm doing this podcast because I actually wanted to do the podcast the whole week already but my nose was clogged I had a little bit of a nose infection and I would sound terrible and I would (coughs) do this all the time and I still do this all the time because I have a very sensitive nose and I have a little bit of a spasm I would almost say and I'm, I'm hoping this isn't a big issue because I, I noticed that I do a lot of a lot more sounds on a microphone than people usually do. I do and this way too often, and that's something I just can't stop because I think that's a tick of mine. I hope you can get away past that. But that's it for that. So back on track. Yeah, where was I? Okay. The commitment, I yeah, and I, yeah, he said, and okay, back then, he also, like, half a year ago, I think it, it's, it, it's more now, definitely, he got his baby, and he said he would have even less time, and I, I get that, but it's the issue with me, he, he's a very, maybe he is a good person, I'm not saying that he isn't, but he's a very, very bad team member. Because if you are part of a team, you have to sometimes get away with other things. Let me quickly type something. I hope you won't hear it too loud. You have to be committed to that team. Otherwise, you are just an... Yeah, and I have to say it. You are an ass. Because I would have never made being a part of a team if I wouldn't do make some sacrifices to get the things rolling. Because... I spent so much of my free time and I and I skipped on so many things because regularly I had I had, I had like a monthly on Saturdays poker night which I haven't made for almost 2 years okay I did last month because of the YouTube channel because I was busy throughout the week with personal stuff and so on and on week, weekends I mostly did my reviews my videos the hangouts and so on so there isn't not much time left and I get that I have no problem with that but if you are like Armando saying you lose money out on it and, and with a hobby and look at it, he didn't join most of the Droid Effect um, hangouts anymore and he, he does wasn't interested because there was no money in it for him. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember what I was going back to. The thing was a G plus post when he was on Patreon. He it felt so fake and so on. And I wrote the comment and I'm not really sure where I wrote that comment and if Armando ever saw that. Because I back then just didn't feel like I had to tag him. But I wrote, it is fake. 
and he's only doing it for the money. It is not like he's because I I I don't see this excuse to be genuine with oh, I don't make money with the so you have to give it through me um, with Patreon and you will get will get things back. I just wasn't okay with that because I know he makes a lot of money already with his sites and all the other projects and you see this already. You saw his house and all. So he's not having money issues. So if he's spending, of course, if he spends a lot of time with his family and that gives him less time making videos, I completely get that. And I don't want to sound like an ass about that. But don't blame the money for it. You're doing this for fun after all. I'm doing this for fun. I could get a, a second job and earn what I earned in two years, in maybe two or three months. But then I have to do what I have to do to get money. But I'm doing now what I have fun in. Because if I'm doing this podcast now, I'm talking for about an hour, I will have to at least edit for an hour, I will have to upload it and I will have to publish it and so on. And this pretty much takes up my whole Sunday right now. Because it is 12, uh, it's, yeah, it's 1 p.m. And I'm not sure when the podcast will be up, but this takes a lot of time. And also the first hangouts I did with Jamar, they took up three hours or so. And with all the preparation before them, I lost like every Saturday at least four hours. Four hours where I could have watched TV shows, listened to music, watched movies and so on, or spent time with my family. And I get that. But don't take this as an excuse. So the Patreon issue was I posted he's making it for the money, da 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 da. And someone posted, Oh, I always had so much respect for you. I found you through uh, I found you through the Droid Effect, through Armando, and I really like your content and so on. But what you wrote right now, being him greedy and so on, made me lose all respect to you. And I have no problem. I don't know if the person unfollowed me or uncircled me or anything. Because it doesn't matter. I said what I personally thought to be true. And if I may be wrong, that's completely fine. I, I, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying what I personally feel and I felt betrayed. And Brian should be way more betrayed because we wanted to do this as a team. We wanted to get a site. We wanted to start something that wasn't on the screen, on the radar, on the internet before. But losing interest, at least, at least be honest and say, guys, I don't really like writing. I don't get the feedback. I don't make the money with it. It's not worth the time. Let's stop this. And I, I, I know I actually wished for that to happen for a long, long time because then we could have just broken up. But with the site slowly dying, I always had the bad feeling like I have to do something to keep it alive. I have to rewrite something and so on. But at some point, I was just not comfortable feeling being in consideration being a part of the droid effect, which is a uh, which is a Armando thing. And I back then was really really pissed at Armando. I'm not saying I'm still because th these things are passed a while. We we are not in contact for half a year and go, and I don't really have an issue with that because I'm doing my own stuff for quite a while now. Since the first can sleep hangout, I'm. I've started my own blog now, which is really just a fun side thing. And you will notice this for one reason, because if it has ads, these are no ads. I'm making money. The site is completely free because it is the damnjam.wordpress.com. It's not even a paid premium service. I don't pay for the host. I don't pay for the site. I don't pay, I don't pay for nothing. And this also doesn't give me the, the opportunity because you have to have a premium site to allow ads so i even can't place any ads so i'm not making any money of of, of the blog i'm not many i'm not making any money of this podcast i'm not making any money with the hangouts okay a few cents here and there because of the monetization but all these things and this all is also true for Jamar the Boys. He doesn't make any money and he doesn't even make any money at all with his YouTube videos because he got blocked due to a really stupid issue because of YouTube just being and of Google being just stubborn and not seeing. He got like click bombed. His video made like $2 a day where it got maybe 20 cents a day usually, so they blocked his account. And that's something really unfortunate, and it happened to other people, like it was Carlo, he had the same issue, and you can talk to Google as much as you want to, they don't, just don't listen. And I actually had this 
I was afraid of this to happen to me as well because there was one video that made like 30 cents a day for me or so. And then one day it made nine dollars. And I had no clue what happened there because the video never got it. It didn't got more views that day and didn't got anything more. But it got like 300 times, 300 times more percent more money on that day. And I actually was quite afraid Google would notice that and think something happened. I'm no, not sure what happened there. But since I made about at least $100 a month, it didn't make such a big fuss because the channel was already there for one and a half years. So they let this slide or they just didn't notice it. And I was quite relieved on that. But Google is something who is very hard on this and we know about this and we will make a podcast about it because Google, as much as they can provide great services, as much as they can provide a great system, what they can't deliver at all is a personal contact. If you ever have a personal issue and you want to get in contact with a human person, forget it. Because back then when I wanted to get my AdSense started, there was just one little line in code wrong why I didn't get my AdSense to be approved. And I contacted them a few times and they, and I always got just a robotic answered machine uh, standardized that said, we will check it once again and so on and nothing happened. But if I would have gotten one person to talk with and he would take a look at the line and he would say, hey, there's just one line wrong, correct it, and then your AdSense is approved. It didn't happen. So I waited for more than a month to sort out this issue and I had to do a lot of research and so on. So this is a Google thing, really bad. But okay, now let's talk a little bit because I'm quite finished about, I would almost say, let's get one, a little bit back and to talk about what my plans are for the blog, the podcast and so on. So I did my can sleep hangouts and I will continue doing them. In about three weeks, I will get a little bit of faster internet and I hope to get the quality of my stream to get a bit more better. But I don't, I'm not expecting so much because it's not a really big speed bump. So the can Sleep Hangouts will continue not as regular, definitely not every week or so, maybe every second week or every third week because I would like to get this podcast more rolling. Not in terms of money or so, but, but I would like to have a little bit more exposure because... Talking like this is something I really started to enjoy. I will do it more, of course, then again with the more articulated, more eloquent Jamal the Boys, who is the better half of this team. Because if you actually manage to listen through this whole podcast, you know it can be quite hard to listen to me because I was more off track than on track the whole time. But this is also something I actually want to do. I don't want the podcast to be scripted or anything and I want it to be more just just impromptu. And this is what I do. But I also noticed Jamar likes to be always on route. And when we did our previous ones, and this is something I'm definitely really appreciating, he always keeps things on track. He does notes and he follows a guide. So we have a little bit of a plan. I also noticed that, of course, on the Hangouts where he does all the guiding. If people get off route, he asks the questions. And I'm more of a bystander in the background, like the geek in the background who always likes to complain. That's that's more like me. And actually, being the host of a hangout actually was something I always wanted to avoid. I was, I was like being a part of a hangout and say my stuff, but actually leading a hangout was never something I could have done. And that's why, I, okay, Jamar here once again, Big thanks to that because it would have never been happened for the Can't Sleep Hangouts to go off if you wouldn't have been there. So big credits for this. And when I also mentioned last time he could do the Hangout without me, he said, we can't do the Hangout without the man behind it. But I have to actually say, I don't feel like the man behind it. Of course, I... I kind of am the one who created the Cancelly pod, uh, the Hangout. I created the Damn Jam podcast. But it would have never been possible without Jamar. Jamar is maybe not the man behind it, but definitely the man leading and keeping me on it. And that's it for that. What I also wanted to say, I'm not quitting on YouTube for a while now. Of course, my content shifted quite away from Android and so on, and it will be more casual, and it will be definitely less something that will attract viewers, but it is something that is just more interesting for me. And 
since I don't make the money, since I won't get the exposure anyways, and I started, at least I started definitely to lay less weight on views and so on. I am starting to see things from the side. What 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 is fun? What makes it interesting? Because I also still, even being uh, on my own now, with the blog and the podcast and so on, and not f should have to feel the pressure in kind of ways, I do feel it even more now because now I am the one who's who's leading it. I have to get this podcast. I always have to ask Jamaro once he gets done. So I'm, the, uh, yeah, okay, let's say it like that. I am the person in charge. But I also started to feel like, yes, I'm the person in charge, but hey, always remember you are doing this fun. You are doing this as a hobby and not to get big not to get exposure of course one thing that is really cool through google plus through maybe the droid effect through everything and else i got into contact with um for example kevin nether from the android uh, android authority he makes his own the tech ninja youtube channel and we got in contact and he should be a guest on the podcast and um, soon and he also was already a part of the hangout and this is quite nice to get a bit in touch with the bigger persons in the business because i, I i'm not planning to be anywhere near that ever because if you want to be big on android you have to spend way more time and to be way more professional but if you follow my channel for a longer time you know I am not planning to be professional because since it is fun and the, the moment you do something more on a professional base, it gets very cumbersome, it gets annoying and so on. And, the, and actually the videos, I try to be scripted. They maybe look a little bit more professional, of course, not on a real professional level since I just don't have the skills for that. I don't have the gear for that and I don't have the knowledge for that. But it was cumbersome. It was a pain in the ass for me to do them. And I didn't really, I enjoyed the end product, but I didn't, didn't enjoy the, the production. And my latest videos, if you see this dual camera setup, this is something that allows me to make a video, I would say comparably quick, still okay and watchable, but the production is really nice because I, I'm not scripted at all. And I, I make my notes before the video and I make this kind of script. But once recording, I, I don't use it at all. I don't even have it open. I mainly check a few specs or so. But all I'm saying is completely out of my out of my memory, out of what I just feel like in this moment in this device. And this is why I think I will never be able to actually sugarcoat the device or lie about it or make it better or so because I don't think when I'm talking. Okay, this sounds a little bit strange, but I don't think about what I should say about the device not to make it too bad or too good and this is what makes it i feel more honest at least in my personal opinion and i know a lot of people don't appreciate it and yeah but that's a thing we don't have to discuss anymore so i think i talked about that i thought yeah and one thing and if you're still listening and you maybe have a problem with what i said about Armando and I have to actually say I was planning on being more harsh, but then I feel just why should I? It's okay. It's a thing of the past. He did what he thought he had to do. I'm not really a big fan. And if you maybe think now I'm jealous of him, I can tell you one thing. I am not jealous and you don't have to believe it. But the thing is, he is where he is because of how good he is. And I have to say his videos are well made. Definitely. They are very professional. He has great gear. He's way more articulated. And that's why I can't be jealous because I would be jealous if I would say, or I, I would actually think I am way better than him. My stuff is so much better. And that's why I should have the same exposure, but I'm not blinding myself. I'm not foolish and think I am better. I know I am not. I am worse than pretty much everyone. And my numbers prove me that. So I'm not jealous. I would be jealous at him if he would be bad and I would be better. But that's not the case. So, And there's also way more famous people, way better ones. And I'm not jealous at them. Of course, I would like to have 100k viewers and so on, and I would like to get the views, and I would like to get the feedback and comments and all that. But I know where I am, 
and I know to appreciate the ones, the, the people who follow me, I know to appreciate those. I have people like Jeremy Collins who always post something like Jesse Owens and so on. And like I said, I don't want to name too many because I would forget too many. But I have like, let's say, at least a dozen of people I can really rely on. Ricardo Acevedo, if I hoped I said the name right now out of my uh, out of my memory and so on. And um, Ray Douglas III or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure I said it wrong. But those are the people who gave me critical but still nice feedback. They said what is what they think is wrong, what I should improve and so on. And I really like like what they wrote because this helps me to get better, even though I'm quite okay on the level where I am right now. Of course, in terms of video and audio quality, I always try to improve. But in terms of the actual content, for the effort I spend and for the time I spend, I'm quite okay because if I would make it more professional i think i would lose more of my personality i don't i don't want to lose that and that's why i also have no problem releasing a podcast like this being as imperfect as it is because it is me that's the thing it is just me and i am way off being a pro or something like that and i enjoy doing this and even though i talked one hour almost like 50 minutes now just blabbering, talking about pretty much else. But that's what I want to do. I just want sometimes to just talk what's up my mind, say it, and if you like to comment on it, then share it. Because the one thing I'm missing out lately are the comments, and not like not and I don't need the comments like great video, great. I want more interaction with you. Tell me what you like to have, what you like to see, what if you are not agreeing with me. And that's why I also want to get back more on the rant style or like discussions and so on and things like Q4D because these are the videos that would allow me in theory to get more interaction even though they just don't get the views to get the interaction. Because on the videos where I get like, let's say 20,000 views, I get like 200 comments and that's a nice thing, but those are the videos I get comments like, no, those are actually quite okay, but the ones with 200, of course, you don't get a lot of comments. And yeah, but I'm, now I'm totally off track. So yeah, what I wanted to say now, okay, let's get to the end. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you still do, you know how to reach us. The blog is www.thedamnjam.com. WordPress.com. If you want to find us on iTunes or so on for the podcast, just search for the Damn Jam. It shouldn't make a difference if you type it in one or two words, no problem at all. You can find us on Google Plus. Jamal the Boys is Jamal the Boys. Damir Friends, Franz, Frank, call it whatever you want, is my handle. If you want to find us on Twitter, I will post it in the show notes. Because I can't remember Jamar's at all. Mine is simply Nimbak. But mostly we are on Google+. If there's anything else, please let us know. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and continue listening to it. And maybe tell it to your friends so we get a bit more discovery. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Bye. Until next time.